Well, 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 it is season two. It's the holiday season. We're coming to you from Vail, Colorado. We're here post-Thanksgiving waiting for Christmas. And we are now starting season two of Divorce Healthy. So I wanted to come and chat with you guys for a minute and talk to you about what it is season two is going to hold for all of you. Your connection to me and to the Divorce Healthy family during the last season was amazing. It was incredible. It was incredibly rewarding. Whenever I started down this path, I did it because so many people said, where were you during my divorce or during my parents' divorce? So then I decided I was going to be able to at least be a voice on the other end of the line that you could hear, that you could tap into, and let me try to keep you as close to the positive side of this as possible through the most difficult thing that you're going through and that probably will go through in a large part of your life and so, and for your children's lives, or if you are a child of divorce and listening in your own life as well. And so one of the things that I want to tap into with you guys is The fact that it is not your parents' divorce any longer. The concept of incredibly adversarial divorce processes is going by the wayside. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's not your parents' divorce arena anymore. We are coming to a new world, a divorce-healthy world. And what we are finding in that world is an incredible place where people can resolve their conflict still deal with the negative effects of divorce, but do it in a way that is able to give them a life on the other side that they can feel peace and they can feel comfort and they can know that they've done what they need to do right by their children and by their own selves, for their future selves, because that's what we're doing here is planning for this next phase of your life. And so we want to make that phase an amazing phase. So we are in the throes of the holiday season. We are in the middle of a pandemic. And then after the holiday season will come the end of the school season, which is also very, very chaotic right now with everything that we have going on in the world. And then we will have summer. And so this season two is going to span for you until we get to the summer. So we're going to go from the winter to the summer. And I just kind of want to go with you along that way. I am an adult child of divorce. My parents had a pretty adversarial divorce. And it was the culture of divorce that affected them. You know, they didn't really know any better. They were going off the advice of their friends and family. They were going off of the world that they lived in where people bullied each other whenever they got divorced. That's just the reality of it. And so I was really in the middle of that. Every holiday was stressful just to divide Thanksgiving and make it equal time and come in and see my family and make sure that that was as equal as possible, even in college in my first marriage and early marriage, you know, just to try to create that balance and feeling such responsibility for my parents' happiness and feeling the weight of all of their woes. And so I wanted to step in and start off season two with giving some tips on the difference between how children handle things and how parents handle things. So, you know, it's really easy in this process to really lean on your children. You spend a lot more time with them now. And that is a little bit difficult because there are a lot of boundaries you want to really keep for yourself. At all times, remember that you are modeling behavior for your children. You're modeling conflict resolution for your children going through the divorce process. Even if you feel like they're not really paying attention to you or they're not very aware, they really are. They're little sponges. They grow every day. During their sleep, their body is just growing and growing. And it's just like when they were a baby, they just seem to be little adults. And so it seems like they can hold more. And they can than an infant, but not as much as an adult. So 
parents have adult size plates, if you think about the holiday season and you think about getting your plate of food at the, at the line of food, then you know that you have the big plate and you get your kids the little plate. So we know that an adult size helping of mashed potatoes is going to really interfere with the size of the plate. And I think that that's something that I want everyone to remember during this holiday season really in a big way. You know, the more that you project the sadness of missing your kids or the strain of how things are different this holiday or the focus on all these negative things, the more it puts this weight on them of the world. And that's something you want to avoid. Make these holidays wonderful for them. They don't know what day it is. You know, if you don't exactly have Christmas this year, celebrate Christmas on whatever day of the calendar that you get it. Your kids are not going to remember that on December 24th, they did X, Y, and Z. They're going to remember that around about the age of four or five, they did this. You can make yourself so present as long as you're embedding those memories. And the way those memories are embedded into children are joy and emotion and positivity. And they remember that. They also You also embed memories if it's extreme negativity and it's extreme sadness or guilt. So don't embed those negative memories. You know, if you're fighting to be, you don't get a lot of parental time with your kids and you're fighting to make sure that they're not going to forget you, then don't make them feel bad the whole time about how you haven't seen them and how you're sad about that. Create wonderful memories that they're going to remember. Even if you don't have a lot of time with your child right now because you live in a different place or because you have been in a battle for custody, know that they will turn 18 eventually. And the times that you did have with them, they will remember, and then you can build on that. The time spectrum for you is much different than it is for children. Remember what it was like to be a child and to, and to think about how you thought about things back then. I just want you to remember that as a child, you do take a lot of responsibility for how your parents feel, and you feel a lot from them. You're with them 24-7. Right now, kids are at home even more than they've ever been before. Just be aware of the environment they're being exposed to. They're so young. They can only process so many things. They don't understand every single conflict that you and your spouse are in. There's so many. There's so many facets to everything that you've been through, to through a marriage that's been through ups and downs, and they can't understand that. They weren't a part of it. Even if they were, they were probably an infant. And so their conceptualization of that is almost impossible. And then it puts them into a system of spinning, trying to understand. So just be really careful. Just be careful. So my big tip for this holiday season is to spend time, number one. So we're going to go through them. There's going to be four things. Number one, you got your pencil while you're driving your car? No, I'm just joking. Just, I just want you to, I think when you categorize things and you list things, I think you'll be able to understand it more. And so I want to go through it. You have to set the goal for what your holiday is going to look like. I need you to think about it. Are you drinking hot chocolate in front of the fireplace? Are you ice skating? Do you go and get your Christmas tree together with your child? What beautiful memory are you going to make this holiday season? And exactly how are you going to set the atmosphere when you're doing it? Don't go get your Christmas tree and be mad about how much it costs. Make sure you're there and you're ready to be present in the memory that you're building and build that in a way that you want to be remembered. That's number one. That's vision, thinking about the future, setting exactly what you want. Number two, I want you to make sure that whenever you're in the environment of your kids, that you're being positive. Turn everything that you say into a positive statement. 
Don't say, man, I'm really worried that fill in the blank or I don't want this bill to come in or, or concerned that the trade-off is going to be really difficult or I just know that there's going to be controversy. Please don't think those thoughts because that's just making it even more likely that it's going to happen. You got to reframe your mind. The best thing that you can do is do it now. So number two, positivity, reframe your thoughts. Number three, you need to be a model. You are modeling. You are a big model for your kids. How do you want them to do this? If you think about your own childhood, are you rewriting the same things that your parents did? Are you making the same mistakes that they did? Do you see things that they did that you're doing? You know, we all do that, but we all have an opportunity to rewrite that. I didn't have a great childhood, but I have sure rewritten that story into an amazing one where I've changed a lot about this country and how it handles divorce. And I've put myself into a place where I can help people in a way that rewrites my past. And I want you to be able to set a good model for your kids early on, you know, and then you can rewrite the bad past that you have. And for kids that are listening to this, please know that you can talk to your parents. Let them know that something makes you uncomfortable or that you want this to be the way that the holiday is handled. The more that you communicate, the more that they will understand you and the more you can all create boundaries. Okay. So we were left at number three, which was modeling. Make sure that you understand that you are modeling. You want to be modeling for your children. Number four, I want you to be introspective. Think about yourself. Think about the scars you have from your holidays or the wonderful memories that you have from your holidays and either recreate those wonderful memories or think about how you can rewrite it into a better way. And that introspection is going to be able to help you have the perspective that you need. You know, it's really difficult to do. It's really hard to stand in the mirror and admit the things that you've done wrong or the ways that you're crazy from your past. It doesn't make anybody feel good because everybody's afraid of being crazy or imbalanced or being rejected by society because of something that happened to you or some way that you react. Those are all normal and natural fears. The more that you think about accepting that, And if you seek therapy around that, or if you just spend your own time meditating around that, I do suggest the book 10% Happier. I think that it's very helpful about how meditation can really help you to get past a lot of those thoughts. It is important to really give yourself grace, understand it, think through it, deal with it, and know that it's okay. Everybody is flawed. Every single person is flawed. In the ways that you have flaws, those things also make the wonderful parts of your personality too, because with every give, there's a take. It it creates a system of who your personality is. So it's not bad, but it's something you can definitely work on. The holidays are something you can work on. Even if you've had 40 bad holidays before this, this can be the best one ever. You just have to decide that right now. Additionally, even if you had bad holidays as a child, you don't have to recreate that now. This is your world, and you can determine whatever you would like for it to be. That's how I got to this place here, is I was able to think through exactly what I wanted and how I would be able to get there. I'm newly married. I have a wonderful relationship with my husband and with his family. I have very strong boundaries with my family so that I'm able to function. I've been able to take all the worst things that happened in my life and turn them into a positive for other people. And you can do that too, if the, even if those other people are your kids. What's the best thing you, know, you can give to them is a new legacy of how to have peace and how to be able to deal with conflict 
and how to be able to understand oneself and how to be able to have a perspective of the world. And I think now more than ever. So this is not your parents' divorce. It's not your parents' divorce because people are choosing to do things differently. They're not playing the telephone game. They're talking directly to each other. They're seeing the world for what it is. There's a perspective. There's an understanding. There's a care. There's a morality code. There's just a different culture of divorce. So I wrote the book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, and I wrote the recipe for the cure. I think the cure will come over generations to come. But I surely feel like we are definitely down that road in curing the culture of America. And this new culture is not the culture of what your parents' divorce was or what my parents' divorce was. This is this new culture where people understand and respect each other. They get through this process in a way that they can feel good about themselves on the other side. And I'm here to help you and guide you along that path. I'm Ashley Nicole Russell, and I'm so glad that you're here with me for season two. We're going to go along this path together as we figure out how to divorce healthy. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.